previously on the Bears postgame show. I, I don't care if y'all mad at me or not. I want a quarterback like that. That's what I want. We don't have that. I want a quarterback like Green Bay has. I want a quarterback that can make these throws, pinpoint the football. That's what I want. I don't, why, why do we always have to not have that? And if we don't get it, let's keep looking for it. But when we get that, then I think we'll be at a point where we can compete year in and year out on a playoff team. It's, it's been said, oh, a number of years, Green Bay's down years is 500. Our down years, we got the first pick. You know what I mean? Like, this is crazy. Let's go get a quarterback. Let's go get one that can help us win. Like, yeah. Previously on Lemp's Talking Pack. Have your second question. Lucky, Bill, Brad. We have one more from my buddy Elijah Price at David Dunn 21 Been on his podcast a couple times. Good dude. He writes, the Cowboys are generational screw-ups. Cursed since I was in high school. My question, can we possibly slow down the Niners offense? I love it. I love the optimism. Because uh, you're not even thinking about that. You've already got that in the wind column. You're moving on to San Francisco. I love I love the optimism. I don't know if I'm quite there <laughs> that optimistic, but I love it. Um, can they slow down the Niners offense? Well, if they get to that point, I mean, you give them a puncher's chance. Again, with this pass rush, there's so much talent in this front seven. Again, people keep saying, no talent. There's a ton of talent in this front seven. Kenny and Brooks and Wyatt. I know they were playing against a depleted Bears offensive line. But still, they've done this against good offensive lines this year, too. Like Kenny and Brooks and Wyatt and Van Ness is coming on and Gary. And if they start using Quay as a blitzer more often, like... And Enigbari was making plays today, most of those against the run, but you really noticed Enigbari, like, they've got a front seven that can get after the quarterback. Absolutely. So could they slow down San Francisco? Yeah, if you've got a pass rush like that, that travels. You know, I'd be worried about them covering all those weapons, but they'd have the pass rush to make Purdy uncomfortable if it gets to that point. Absolutely. Last time on Titonia World Presents. Are you doing play by play? Are you doing catchphrases? Because it's like, ho ho ho! Like she, she's the she doesn't have a naturally deep presence, so everything's like, oh ho! In the face! Oh, Giannis breaking out the knife and fork! Oh, and it's like these like '90s Chris Bermanism, like boom goes the dynamite stuff. It's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa! And I'm like, this really sucked enough to have the resonance to just be jolly, but she does jolly ad libs. And once she you wants hear, to be that. Yeah, she, she, wa- wants she wants to be like the fabulous, like, like the, yeah. the the Yankees, the whoa, whoa, whoa Yankees win, like that kind of thing. Or and, she and wants a catchphrase so bad. She wants a, a bang like a brain. She wants right. something, but nothing right. is clicking. Nothing is. When, when they send it before the uh, the people that are watching her, they're like, nah, dang. Yeah. Don't you know Marcus knows that too? It's like, don't you know Marcus knows that too, right? Like Marcus knows that. Like he tried when you listen to him and her, like he, you know, he's like, well, I'm really having to do this with her. Well, you know he's saying that. Well, because he kind of, he does old man kind of pandery stuff too. But like, like Marcus, like you remember, like I think Mark Jones is still around, but Mark Jones was the first guy. Like Stuart Scott took it to one level, but then Mark Jones would just be like. Two points with my mind on my money and my money on my mind and that kind of stuff, right? And he'd be like, nothing, he'd be like, for three, nothing like the LBC. He'd be like, all right, Mark General, settle down. And it's like, so Marcus will do that kind of stuff too. 
5.2 left. No timeouts left for the Bucks. Here comes Dane. Three seconds. Dane pulls for the win. Previously, on Milwaukee Bucks uniforms, Volume 4. So it works for bad teams, too. If you're the Detroit Lions and you've been below average to bad the entire time I've been alive, it doesn't matter. It's it's the Cubs thing. Like, the Cubs were lovable losers, and they were lovable losers with Ernie Banks, and they were lovable losers in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and but they basically looked exactly the same. And then they finally won, and then all those old grandmas and old, you know, 80-year-old people were like, Hey, these losers who look just like the losers from the 60s, they finally won. And the, the nostalgia is so much stronger when it's done that way. Now, if the Detroit Lions, all I mean, statistically, they have to be great at some point. And if they're great at some point and they are basically looking like they looked when they were, you know, in the Barry Sanders era or any of these other eras, then a bunch of grandfathers who remember their dads taking them to the Pontiac Silverdome or whatever, like that that's where the you know hey our, our boys finally won as opposed to well now we're wearing all black to you know honor you know the model t or whatever you know whatever they might do and it's 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 pretty obvious and i feel like 85 percent of the franchises kind of get that and i just wonder how the bucks got to this point well the, we know they had new ownership right around the same time but it just it's such a missed opportunity in my opinion the other thing with that is, like, you start off by saying, of course, people would say, of course, if you're the Raiders, you don't change it. But the Raiders get to be the Raiders from a branding point of view by not changing it. Last time on Tetonia World Presents. Right, user Xtray on Twitter asked, kind of just for a general assessment on love, and he said... Yeah, maybe he's not a Hall of Famer. I think basically the question was something like, well, he's not a Hall of Famer, but he looks good, right? I, I don't see any reason why he can't be a Hall of Famer. I think Jordan Love is the real deal. Like when Joe Burrow was slinging, people were like, I wouldn't pick him as the best quarterback, but I don't think anybody plays better than Joe Burrow. And I think that's where Jordan Love is right now. He's he's here. I think he's better. I'd take him over Dak right now. I think he processes fast. I think he hits people in stride. I think he takes underneath. I think the deep ball is getting better. I think he's the man. I think we're three for three. And then people are like, yeah, but what? why didn't we draft weapons for Rodgers when he's on the way out? And I was choking in the playoffs. And here we are. This is better, right? This is the Griffin thing, too. Like, gambling and fantasy and everything else and the fact that everyone... See, here's the thing. The globalization of sports, where everybody has an opinion on every team, but people have no skin in the game. And they're like Jordan Love. They're like Jordan Love sucks. After two games, uh, he he cost me money on the parlay. Jordan Love sucks. And that's like Peyton, Peyton Manning was bad for his whole first year. But you got to be the first one to get the article out. You got to be the first one to say the thing. You got to get the attention. Give me attention, please. Look at me. Give me attention for saying this thing. I'm gonna be the first one to say it. You said it hard. I'm gonna say it even harder. Third and five, four-man rush. Prescott fires for Cooks, and it's intercepted. Jair Alexander. Aaron Jones up the gut, surging forward. He's in. Touchdown, Green Bay. Pressure, back foot throw, end zone. It is caught. 
Jones again, running left, running up the middle and running in for a touchdown! And there is your dagger! The third today for Aaron Jones. Their face. Take it to him here. Love. Back foot. Has a man wide open. It's going to be caught by Musgrave. Racing towards the end zone. He is in. Touchdown. Green Bay. Serenity now. I... I don't really particularly have a whole lot to say about any of this. Did not watch the game. The weirdest thing the last 10 days or so has really been in conflict and contrast with the things that I was saying for the first 30 or so games. This is so interesting. This is so compelling. Wow, there's so many storylines. So many people are taking so many big swings. People are coming out of the woodwork to make these takes for relevance. Uh, you know, the, um, I think, man, like seven people were like, talk about Bruce City Paul or, or, or dudes like that. There were people being like, you know, Leo pointing at the screen meme. Like, I remember this. I remember the thing. This is the thing. This is the Jason Kidd thing. This is all this kind of stuff. So, yo, um, this is possibly a self-cope. Then it just got really uninteresting. And because I wasn't recording quite as frequently, although really, I mean, I think once a month is just about right. There was a lot of there was a lot of inflection points. There were things that I wanted to say at the time. You just have to trust me on this. For example, I was planning some stuff and doing a bunch of stuff, and then I got sick around the time of the bubble loss. Bubble. Let's see again. It seems like the bubble. What do they call that stupid tournament? Whatever they call that stupid tournament that they should have given a name that they should have called. Who won it? The Lakers. Uh, so by the rules that we said, it should be the Chick Hearn Memorial Annual Tournament, right? That's something like that. And I wanted to, like, I, you just trust me, I had a lot of irons in the fire, especially that week with a lot of stuff. And Chris had turned the ball over, and I wanted to podcast and be like, no, this is good. Like, yes, he shouldn't handle the ball, but, like, I feel like people, I feel like people have been jumping down people's, it's like trying to grab mercury, and people have been attacking whoever happens to be the wackest player every game. And no, I'm not recording. I'm not even going to say that name tonight. One for ten and all that. I didn't watch. I didn't watch and I don't care. And this is... <laughs> it's like Jerry Krause, right? Uh, if you boo Jerry Krause's <laughs> wife, his widow, I guess. Um... The opposite of love is, isn't hate, it's indifference. There's a thin line between love and hate. Um, I suppose I should side point to the side point on the Jerry Krause thing. They need to fire someone because there's a way to do that. There's a way. I can't believe, I can't believe they thought they were just going to walk that jack. And be like, there's some people that I think everyone just knows you can boo like I don't care where I was I don't care I don't care I literally just about don't care what I was doing I can't think of a time in in 2024 in 2024 if somebody was like 
And by the way, give it up for David Stern. I'm like, boo. And, and if his widow was David Stern married, and if it's David Stern's widow, I would stop. If she started like blubbering, I would stop. But if they're today in the street, on site, on site, Reggie Miller, boo. <laughs> like there's there's just these guys, right? Um, Steinbrenner, right? Um, Herb Cole was not one of those guys. And by the way, I, I did um, break my I'm not listening to none of y'all podcasts. If you're not listening to mine, kind of streak. And I did listen to the, the um, Win of Six Herb Cole tribute. was quite excellent. Um, as, as all those episodes t- tend to be. Um, if you bring back Jerry Krause, <laughs> like if you're gonna, like, there's a way to do that, right? Again, I, I'm just gonna tell you, keep it real, which I think goes into some of the old guys attaching the old, uh, attacking the old coaches. The older you get, the more you're interested less in what a young, dumb, and and you know, full of lemonade young person does, like. If that guy just stinks up the joint, like that's unfortunate, but whatever. You're more interested in the stupid stuff old people do. You're more interested in the stupid stuff Mike McCarthy does. You're interested in the stupid stuff Joe Barry does. You're interested in the stupid stuff Adam Silver does. I'm not a you know, I'm not a marketing genius, as far as anyone could tell. I mean, yeah, I mean, come on, like really, like probably, probably I am, but like there's got to be a way to do this. So if you want to, if you want to bring Jerry Cross back, I think the only way. To, okay, there's a couple of different ways. You can have Michael Jordan there, and you can have a pre. You need to have a pre-video, and I think I know a little something about videos. You need to have a pre-video saying Jerry was one of us. He's a Chicago original. You can do that. Certainly, you can have Michael Jordan just say something nice about him and then kick to that. But again, you know, Chicago is. Entirely, entirely peopled with savages. So, like, maybe that doesn't work, right? It's like Eagles fans. Maybe that doesn't work. So, here's what you do. You have a video and you say, man, his stubbornness defined us. He just loved, he wanted too much. He cared too much, whatever. Obviously, there's a, this is a sketch. Like, I've thought about this for three minutes. This is a sketch. Make a nice video. Boy, he did it, whatever else. By the way, he's a six-time champion, blah, 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 blah. And you say, and ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you right now to boo Jerry Krause one more time. And people would boo or people or it would take the win out of the crowd. But you ask the crowd to boo. That's the way you get around that. Like a wrestling heel. And at least then you honor that man in his death like like he didn't care. Because I'm not really sure to what extent. I've read all these books on the Bulls and on the 80s and 90s. I'm not really sure to the extent Jerry Krause cared. This is not the... um. <laughs> Serenity now, though, on the Bucks. I'm caring a lot less. If they don't care, I don't care. And it's not even like, like if if, if they don't care because they're professionals, they get paid. If they don't care, like I don't like Malik Beasley doesn't care that I don't care about my job particularly. Just kidding, boss. But I want to care. I just don't care. I just don't care. Um. Two weeks ago, though, two weeks ago, what I would have told you is I learned from the LeBron stuff about the regular season. And I think it's far more complicated than like, oh, the regular season is trash. You got to understand nobody. Cares. I don't really believe too much of that. I obviously it gets worse every year, but 
whatever with that. I just learned too much about taking so much of a victory lap in January. Like, oh, look at the Cavs. Like, you know, they, they cheated for them this year, but look at them now. They're 24 and 18. And, you know, there were steroids to be bought. <clears throat> Who said that? There, there were um, adjustments that, that could be made. And there were things that they could do. And then when it gets to playoffs, it didn't matter. Like, we've seen so many years. Like, how, how many years consecutively has Kyle Lowry been absolutely like the worst player in the NBA? And then he helps whatever team takes a big few big charges, hits a few shots, and it's just in the mix. And all of a sudden, Kyle Lowry is like, you know, some of these games, like 70% of a good Chris Paul. It's the playoffs is a different thing. Um, but again, you're not stupid, especially my my listeners, men's members, like like the 98th percentile, right? All, all of you. Like, I'm not watching these games. Like, if you're watching these games and 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 you're furious, like let <laughs> let the hate flow through you. Like, yeah, I, I get it. I've been kind of busy and I'm not doing that. And so the resolution such as it is going forward is I'm only watching wins. I'm going to wait and see if it, the game's going until March or until April, unless it's like really convenient for me. I'm not, I'm just not going to watch. I probably, I, I, so again, I don't have a whole lot to say. I did have, I mean, this is just kind of my recycled thoughts from the last three weeks. I don't think, I don't believe. And again, I would tell you if I changed my mind, I just, Still believe everything's going to come together in a very glorious way. And here's kind of another way to think about it. I was thinking about it a couple of weeks ago. If we didn't get Dame Lillard, who's a great player, and if we got Trey Young, let's say for the same players for the sake of argument, basically saying to play in the same position. If we if we had Trey Young right now, obviously what you would need to do Trey Young not a Hall of Famer who knows I mean but not like a Hall of Famer in any, any real sense like who knows who makes the Hall of Fame but not really right not that kind of player but incredibly explosive and can get hot and every year Trey Young is like putting up two two playoff wins on whoever through his combined effort actually this was this was a thing in the East for a long time right so if going back to Iverson the reason the 2001 Sixers worked was David Stern rigged it for him. But aside from that, that there is a great advantage and utility that comes in the playoffs from having a bunch of monsters holding and grabbing jerseys and playing defense and rebounding and one guy taking all the shots. That always tends to work better in the playoffs because there's a great advantage from everybody else who may be going for offensive rebounds that they wouldn't necessarily be going for in the regular season, knowing to either crash the boards or run back. But it's like, and so every version of that player, it doesn't really matter how ma- how good the centerpiece is. If you have a, cl- and that's even like with the Siakam thing, that's I think sort of the idea. Of course, I'm far afield. I guess what I'm saying is Reggie Miller, not that good of a player. I mean, infinitely better than Chris. and But we even saw this with Chris, although we don't have the defense for it. But, like, if you just say, hey, dude, take a bunch of bad shots and go 10 for 26, we're all going to rebound. 
because the variance and the choking and just the officiating and everything's sort of different and people are playing hard and people are bruising up in a way. And again, because nobody was prepared for this for 82 games. I mean, across the league, what you'll see, like Kobe, like even those years, like who the people were coming up with fake stats to defend Kobe, like in that time period too. But they were like, hey, you know, a lot of these games he shoots 38%, but hey, they know which they, they know the rebounds going to the left if you're shooting from the right. And there was there was some advantage, like the people were there's some truth to that in the playoffs that you need, and I guess intentionality would be the word. But it, it, that's not even really the point I'm trying to make. The point is, if we traded for Trey Young, everyone would understand that he's going to go three for 15, and you just can't worry about what he's shooting. The point is that he has been selected and acquired to do the only things that he can do. And you have to have faith that over the course of six or seven games that this is going to win you two games doing it this way if he is allowed to just have zero conscience. And, of course, we're not doing that currently with the Dame thing yet. But, again, I've just watched too much playoffs to not think this isn't going to work in the end because this stuff tends to work in the end. And there's always some team. I mean, look, a lot of times it's Lakers, right? There's always some team where all of a sudden it's like LeBron and Anthony Davis hasn't been enough all year, and then all of a sudden it's kind of enough. When everything gets in some ways more complicated, but in some ways less complicated. So that's, that's, that's kind of the thought. Castillo, 602-253-6223. I'm attorney Richard Castillo. I have been an Arizona trial attorney for over 25 years. If you or your loved one was seriously injured or a death resulted from an automobile, motorcycle, or trucking accident, a pedestrian accident, even from a dog bite, call me at 602-253-6223. You may have the grounds for a personal injury or wrongful death claim if it was caused by another person's negligence, recklessness, or misconduct. You have the opportunity to recover financial compensation for medical bills, pain and suffering, emotional trauma, lost wages, and more if there are permanent injuries or death. Call 602-253-6223. I provide aggressive representation. Knowing your rights is essential to protecting your rights. If you are involved in an accident, stop at the safest point nearest to the accident scene. Call 911 for the police and paramedics. Gather names and addresses of witnesses and the parties involved. Get the name of the insurance companies driver's license and vehicle registration. Make sure to take photographs of the accident scene and the vehicles involved. Be careful what you say. Do not admit fault even if you think it's your fault. See your doctor as soon as possible. Serious injuries do not always result in immediate pain or bloodshed. If you do not have a doctor, I can assist you in obtaining one. Call 602-253-6223. The sooner I am brought into the case, the better I can advise you and protect your rights. Put Richard Castillo on your phone and call me at 602-253-6223. Get a free consultation by mentioning this ad. You can also visit me online at www.richardcastillolawfirm.com. También hablamos español. Castillo 602 
6223. Sorry if my voice sounds terrible. Um, Wander at Wander Around asks a pod question. He says, I hear a lot of people saying they absolutely have to make a move. Let's say they don't, and this is the roster. Do they win a ring? I'm going to say yes, but I think they'll make a move. And I think... <laughs> like, like again, it's, it's not the Chris thing. The Brooke Lopez thing is also a problem. The Malik Beasley thing is also a problem. We just don't have, like, we don't... The stuff that Chris does that isn't shooting fadeaways and shooting open threes isn't valuable. You've heard me say this. If there's been 100 episodes, you've heard me say this 90 of the episodes, so I don't really need to... Like, the games where he's playing really well, like the ten assist Chris and kind of stuff, those regular season games, those Nets games, or sometimes they're against okay teams, but still like the alley-oop city throws to Brooke and it's like when everything's going great, that's not going to really happen in the playoffs. And that involves him handling the ball. And we just have to say, in the playoffs, no Giannis threes. I don't care that he made two that one game, probably the last game that I watched. No Giannis threes, no Chris handling the ball. And we need at least three grilled defenders. So... I haven't been up on the rumor mill. There's been talk of Thiable. There's been talk. I mean, there was Marcus Smart talk. There's. Uh, I'm here for all of that. If for whatever reason Beasley is the one to go, I think that's nuts. But like somebody's got to go. We need to structure. And and again, ultimately, at the end of the year, you guys just want to be not not you wander, but like people want to be right. Everybody wants to be right. Why don't you wait to the end of the season to be right? I kind of still don't think you're going to be right, but these are the adjustments that had to get made. And as we've learned, never, 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 never forget that as we've learned that sometimes it just takes a guy yelling and saying, whatever to you, I'm not doing that. So we will see what really comes when we're down 0-1 in the first round. And until then, though, I mean, Madden's doing this. I think I said, so I listen, I think I didn't quite I mean, you've heard this podcast before. I say this and I say that. And so it was kind of like this and it's kind of like that thing. I, I didn't finish my thought two episodes ago when I was like, shockingly, I think Windish was emo- among the most level-headed on his perspective, all this kind of stuff. And I don't know game to game what everyone's saying. It's really, really hard, guys. You just have to wait. We got to wait and see what happens at the end. I would... Um, Jax looks good, right? The Mar Jacks think more of the Jacks than the Mar. That's kind of what I've been hearing, kind of what I've been seeing. So we got one, and we got Jay. I just... If I'm Horst... Like Horsey's. He saw with Jason Kidd. He got rid of Jason Kidd early. I don't. I, I don't ever like. I don't think that it was because of the pitchforks. I think he saw it was ready. I think that was the quote. If you're gonna do a thing, why wait? Right. And like, I'm skeptical of the talk just because it, again, it, it's odd. And I've said all I want to say about this racially, at least for this episode. It's odd the way the spin all of a sudden got out with this love, where this love train, uh, love train team, 
and there's buzzer beaters getting hit and there's salsa dances taking place and there's pranks being played and all this kind of stuff. And then also there's this anger and there's these other stories and the other stories didn't come till Griff. Is Griff not feeding the media right? Is it just that much stuff? Is it just that many problems? Again, all of this is an encore into the playoffs. I would like one more guy. I would like one more defender. But again, if we're not going to play him, I can give it to you. But what you going to do? What you going to do? Like, you, you got to play him. And I feel like I heard or I observed that people were mad that people thought Brooke was, Again, people do a lot of like, Brooke Lopez took this one shot. Chris took, even Chris, Chris took this one shot. And then people are like, it's selfish. Everybody's like, it's selfish because it didn't go in or whatever. <sighs> Obviously, the Portis discourse. An athletic big and an athletic wing, Brooke Lopez can kind of go. I I would pay money to get rid of Chris, but there's a way this all works. So I think we win a ring. Honestly, I do think we win it. I, I, I don't think Boston's that good. I don't think Boston's that good. And I have to think, because that's the thing too, like we do have a chippy coach. So like when it comes right down to it again, when Chris is playing great, we, we've been getting a lot of seven for nine, Chris, too, right? But we weren't winning. But still, we that that's possible. That's in a skill set. So when he's seven for nine, Chris, play him. And when B, when it's Beasley, like Chris, has got to sit. And that's the thing. And when Jay is playing well, it's got to be Jay. It's got to be other people. You can't just be like this three guys. And we had the leak. Or we had the other story where Chris was like, you know, again, like, oh, it's been tough for me. Like, it's not been tough for you. You're not that good. But again, gentlemen, again, gentlemen, gentlemen and ladies, playoff time, 50 shots, 80 minutes. And it's it's a whole new world. So that's that's kind of what I think. Um... We had a, like, all y'all got snowed out, so we had a really fun episode. Because, again, I don't particularly want to talk about this. Again, you know the takes will build up, and then after a month I'll be like, ah, I thought about this, I thought about that, but whatever. There's a really fun episode I think we'll do in a couple of weeks that we had planned for Snowmageddon. And I'm not going to spoil anything about that, but it'll be a fun draft episode that I think everybody will enjoy. I think we have to predict... The Niners will win, but boy, this is fun, right? <laughs> I could have a couple of things. I did want to kind of do this episode and just, just do montage. And I thought, I don't know if people get mad if I just do montage after montage. I was like, I wonder if I can do 20 minutes of montages and then just end. But uh, yeah, factors, a lot of fun, right? A lot of fun. Just, you just got to wait. But again, this is the point of the buck season where we were tricking off to the Broncos and Raiders. We're not yet at the point where we're, you know, playing the Vikings and getting a little better and playing the Bears and, and whooping the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> one of my clients. Um, I'm going to give no details about this. One of my clients all year, right, it's like is, is a Cowboys fan. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. Hook them horns or whatever, you know, whatever. Me and my cowboys, my cowboys. All this. And so I'm like, you know, just being friendly, go to by the office. Older lady, not too old, but older lady. 
oh yeah 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 we got the eagles or whatever just every week hey you, hey you, your boys look good last night monday night or whatever yeah yeah we're doing a thing how's that watch out for mccarthy yeah that kind of thing i mean like 20 second things <laughs> it's <laughs> last week i'm like oh we're enemies this week blah 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 ah, ha, 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 this week and so um i roll up this week and she took the Dallas Cowboys will cover off her Jeep. <laughs> They're so mad. And they got they gotta keep McCarthy. I was um let me play you know what? Let me play this right now. Let me let me ask you. There's there's so much to say. Does this sound yes, and I know, like there was the whole thing about, hey, you know, the Cowboys, the Cowboys are only <laughs> three scores and three two-point conversions away from being down seven and all this like that this just went on and on and on let me play this right now tell me if this sounds like an announcing crew that's being fair and unbalanced of it being professional building up the other historic team but just 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 creating encouragement creating enthusiasm about the sport and about the thing that you just watched and wow look at that let, let me play this and Tell me how this sounds to you. Out of bounds, and that will do it. They come into Dallas. They had them their first loss here all year, and the number seven seed. This young team surprising everyone by making the playoffs, and now they're on the divisional to take on the number one seed, 49ers. So is that just me? Because... I mean, like Lisa would have did better than that. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just so disrespectful. And I mean, again, you could say the exact same thing and put more oomph and edge and interest into it, but it's got to be like this seven. You know, again, I've never been an announcer. This seven seed comes into Jerry World. I like you got to do the whole thing and you got to stick it to him. Comes into Jerry World, blah 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 blah, like the. And there's going to be some serious questions that need to be answered in Dallas. I'm, I can, uh, you, you've got to hit there just like, but what you can't be is limp. Uh, this, uh, Green Bay, let me check my notes. Packers, um, yeah, big win. Um, here, um, 48, uh, 30, 31, 32. Just embarrassing, right? And it shows, um, where all the bread is buttered. So the way we're going to conduct this podcast is by not having it and by not recording it. And then every once in a while, we'll say some more stuff. But there will be, so what is this, mid-January. Look for a fun episode in two weeks when I finish editing that. That's going to be, we're all you know, the stars will all come out for that one. And much, you know, much arg- many arguments will take place over, over that. I'm not spoiling a single thing about that. And... Then definitely, um, All Star Weekend there'll be a Bucks season review trailer. Whether I actually make the season review or not, um, I want to. I want to do the trailer. I have an idea. Um, I, I I have an idea, and this doesn't have to do with Chuck D, and it doesn't have to do with um, Professor Griff or. Terminator X. And 
Yeah. But yeah, th- I think gun to my head, there'll be a trade. And the other thing I think it's probably fair. It's a lot harder. It's, it's harder to not play the guy who's playing well in the playoffs. When, it, when like, the defensive stuff is working, it's harder to do that. But I, at this point, but that's, I mean, again, that's why we need to see now. Because at this point, I'm kind of, you know, bit roll at Chris, bit roll Brooke Lopez sounds insane. I just don't think they're trading Malik. Like, no one thinks that, right? Um, Marjan probably expendable, right? Jax makes that more more the case but it's just so hard it's just these aren't really games it's just a bunch of like weird simulations and so i i just i hear your pain i feel your pain but it's gonna be all right you know why because finally 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 we're that lazy team and the only thing that really remains to be seen is are we that lazy team that the league is going to cheat for because it doesn't work for LeBron in like many years if they don't cheat for him. It doesn't work for the Lakers. You know, conspiracy talk, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't work if they don't get the extra, 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 extra calls. But I just think there's a way this kind of all comes together. I remember, we're not that far removed from the Celtics game. I, I actually thought the media reaction to the Celtics game was odd because that was the Celtics taking their ball and going home because they were getting waxed. I don't think, like, you know, I think everyone knows that it, it's just a, a, a well-known kind of thing that it's the third and fourth quarter of back-to-backs where it really starts to fade. It's not right away. They're just getting mollywopped, so they just said, all right, I quit. I mean, duh. And, by the way, I, again, something I shouldn't say. Let's just talk around the edges of this. Editors, note, nope. Listen back to it. Editing all that out. You just had to guess. We whooped the Celtics. I'm not scared of the Celtics. I'm not scared of the Sixers. I'm not scared of the Pacers. So I guess that means we're still on schedule. Zip it up, zip it out.